The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to Busted Open's The Masters Class. That's right, The Masters Class available exclusively right here on Busted Open's podcast. Subscribe now. Give us a five-star rating. If you like what you hear, you can listen to us live Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time. And we're here with our masters of the ring, Mark Henry, Tommy Dreamer, Bully Ray. And the topic today, I think, is a really good one. It's definitely a hot one right now, and that is L.A. Knight. And he's hot, but he needs to get to that next step, that next level. How would you do it? Who better to answer than our masters of the ring? So we'll start with the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. Mark, what would be, in your mind, the next step? for L.A. Knight? Well, Dave, uh, I I really do think that because of the popularity, because of the fact that the fans chose him, that we we start him. If I was if I was in control, uh, I would start him as a baby face. I, I, I mean, just lean into it with the intent on getting everybody on his side. And then having him pull a Mark Henry and pull the rug out from under their ass because really in his heart, he's a heel and he loves the heel. He loves being a heel. And I would say, okay, let's, let's do the baby face thing just to get him. And then once we get him real in, real nice and tight, uh, I would have him just, you know, drop the hammer on somebody that uh, he befriended, that he tagged with, that he rescued, that whatever it is that we did with him. But the whole point is to, is to put the spotlight on him to, you know, people say, oh, you got to put the rocket on him. Like that, all, all of that stuff is, you know, just words. Action is what you need. You need to put him in a spot where every week he's got that promo like The Rock, the promo like Steve Austin. The, he's, you got to put him in a place where weekly – on every show, if you can, that you have him come in and uh, I just see problems around here, and uh, I'm I'm here to I'm here to fix it. Yeah, and I would just let him fix those problems, and then down the road, it wouldn't it probably wouldn't be two months before whoever that guy is that everybody loves and they're happy to see him come to that guy's aid. 
I would have him drop the hammer on that dude and he would be a super heel because he, that's what he wants to be. Tommy, what do you think? Oof. Um, I don't know if I know he wants to be a super heel, but I don't know if the, if he would be allowed to get heat in the sense of like, like what does bully always say? If they're reacting to me, like saying everything I'm saying or cheering, then you're not really a heel. Um, you mentioned two people that his promos have that cadence of a rock and a, and a Steve Austin. Uh, he always gets reactions. He gets reactions already been put in a bad gimmick and got over uh, out of that. Um, creatively, I would go back to say, well, what got this guy over? What guy that got this guy over? Um, Steve Austin, totally different animal because um, his work was getting the people over and then, you know, his in ring. And then there was all the situations that, that he was outworking everybody. Rock always talks about outwork everybody in the room, but rocks. I mean, you were there for it. He was a, he was a member of a group and like, I wanted this promo time promos are key for someone like LA Knight, And then someone to either step up, interrupt those promos Think about what Chris Jericho wrote in his book. Hey, I'm debuting against The Rock. Rock schooled me. And I was like, huh, what? This is what he said in his own book, that he wasn't prepared for where that was supposed to be. With L.A. Knight, um, you know, his rise has happened, you said it the best, because of the people. He is highly entertaining. If there was any backstage detractors or stuff that, you know, you have to worry about. He, we had him on his own show, and he was just like, maybe people feel like I rubbed them the wrong way with my confidence or just how I am or I'm a quiet guy sometimes in the back. Well, you know, we all been part of that system. You have to test a person out. The biggest thing is what you have to do is you have to go and do this now because of his age. Um, and for him, everything that, because he had a lot of WWE tryouts. Everything that was his detractor for why he didn't get hired, may, like he even said, I had to wait till there was a new regime to get hired again or at least get looked at. So whatever his detractors are, he has to work extra hard. I mean, he's sitting there talking with us when we uh, did the interview, and he's like, man, I hired a personal trainer, and he looks that good. I don't, I believe age is just a number. He's got to stay in the best shape. He's got to have, and that's also his best in ring shape. Um, and just always work top notch. No, I mean, because- I have, I have my idea uh, of who I would put him against. Who would you put him against to make his light shine? Oof. Um, Oof. Well, I mean, you can't do Roman Reigns because I don't think, you know, that storyline is completely different. I honestly love what they did with Cody and Brock, but I don't know if Brock would deem him as he's going to be the next guy. Um, You need a heel to come out to interrupt him. The biggest heel in the WWE is Dominic. And I mean, then there's another part of it where, you know, hey, it's after SummerSlam is what? Survivor Series. If you put him as a mouthpiece going with the Judgment Day and all that stuff, maybe a group of babyfaces, because I always say babyfaces need friends 
put them with super like, look how they've kept like Cody and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn together and thrown in Seth Rollins. You keep on adding to these baby face mixes. It could help when you have someone like Dom and Finn Balor and Damian Priest um, to try to help that and that growth continue. But but honestly, like WWE system is different, right? Um, he needs wins. He needs to keep on like Steve Austin, The Rock kicking ass until eventually he gets his ass kicked. I do like your theory of then turning on somebody, but I don't think, you know, that generation when, you know, Rock turning, Steve Austin turning, they were allowed to be heel heels. So I, I don't know. Who, who do you have in mind? I was thinking Seth Rollins, like go to Seth rescue, help Seth out, um, you know, just really do the most. I mean, like, listen, man, we ain't got to be buddies. We ain't got to be friends, but we're on the same side of this with the fans. The fans love you. The fans love me. We're going to do this. Yada, yada, yada. And then I would have him stab him in the back like wrestling does. <laughs> Bully always say, smiles in your face, knives in the back. And, and that's what the fans, they don't understand. They know, they know that everything is not forever. And maybe one of these days he'll see what is the error of his horrible ways and he'll come back home. But the whole point is allow him to be entertaining with someone that's equally entertaining. And I watched it with The Rock and I watched it with... Um, the, the promos that, that he used to cut against Christian and Edge and, and, and guys that were glib, he, they, they went so far as to almost every week, every week, they would have Michael Cole cutting a promo backstage and he would come in with his brand new T-shirt and he would throw it over Michael Cole's head and he would give him a microphone. He would say stuff that was just so ludicrous and ridiculous that it forced you to pay attention. And people would laugh. If you did that today, holy hell. But you have to let him have splash moments against top stars where they rebuttal and go back and forth, and he comes out on top. You could also flip it, because I do like your idea, if him and Rollins are together and Rollins turns on him, and how dare you cheer him? I'm your champion. Oh, man, that's and good. How too. dare you cheer him when I'm your champion? Wow. Wow, that's good, Tommy. That's I'm good. Do. I'm not saying you guys' ideas are bad. I just have a completely uh, different opinion on this guy. Yeah. I see him as a lone Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, as a lone wolf. I do not think he should be standing side by side with anybody. Obviously, you always need a dance partner, somebody to work with, hopefully somebody that's a complete opposite of you. But I don't see L.A. Knight in a group. I don't see L.A. Knight aligning himself with anybody. The Miz made a great point about flavor of the week, flavor of the month, because that is a very realistic thing that can happen in the WWE. One day Vince wakes up and he's completely into you. One day Vince wakes up and he's forgotten your name. Think about a piece of jewelry. 
You look at a blinged out piece of jewelry. You look at those beautiful diamonds shining. And you're like, look at the gleam. Look how good those diamonds look. Wow. When the light hits those diamonds, it's amazing. Mm. And then you put up on one of those little monoculars or one of those little, uh, you know, uh, things over your eyes so you can get a closer look at the diamond. And when you get a closer look, what is that diamond actually? What is it? What is it actually? It's a cubic zirconium. Exactly. <laughs> so is LA Knight a diamond or is he a CZ? Is he is a cubic zirconia? Here's what we know that we have so far with LA Knight. Let me talk to you. LA Knight. And yeah, that's what we have. It's a hell of a start. But where is the meat after the sizzle? I don't know where that meat is yet. I put a poll up on social media the other day after Monday Night Raw, after LA Night and The Miz went face to face. And I said, who do you think won the quote unquote war of words? The, the vote was overwhelming. It was like 72% LA Knight, 28% The Miz. I did not buy into that poll at all. Not because I had a different opinion, but I believe it was a perception thing. Everybody wants to be on the LA Knight bandwagon right now because it's fun to be on the LA Knight bandwagon right now. Now, I don't know about you guys, but Miz took L.A. Knight to school the other night. Miz put it into a different gear the other night. The stuff that Miz said was really true, and it was almost as if the people struggled to boo the Miz because they knew what the Miz was saying was right. And there was a couple times during that promo where L.A. Knight I don't care about fumbling words. Anybody can fumble over a word. Like he fumbled over the word toilet. That's not a big deal to me. It was watching him think about what he had to say, as opposed to it just coming bang, 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 mm. right out of his mouth, the way it would for a Steve or a Rocky or any other person who's a really great talker. So what's it going to take to get LA Knight truly to the level that we think he can be in this industry. Well, I'm going to show you something on video and you guys will recognize this because this is the most powerful utensil in wrestling. Ooh. And for those of you who can't see it, it is a pencil. Whether or not he can convince the powers that be to put him in the same type of situations that they put The Rock and they put Steve Austin to succeed all lies within that pencil. He has had his detractors in the past. So, Tommy, I have to ask you, because you worked with Impact Wrestling while he was there, right? Yes. He was the Impact Wrestling heavyweight champion, yes? I believe so. But there's definitely a but when it comes to L.A. Knight's name. And you're probably the only one who can speak to it. What, in your dealings with L.A. Knight, if you had to pick one thing 
that was going to hold him back in the WWE, what would it be? Um, for when we interviewed him, uh, WrestleMania, he was a different person. Uh, coming to NXT, I think, did help him. What happened in Impact, it was honestly just a change of management. And that's the pencil. Some people saw it. Some people didn't. He always got reactions. He, had, he always did the dummy. He had a dummy button. There was a, he always gets reactions. Um, his in-ring work was fine. I would just say difference of viewing him, like you said, some people see him differently than others. The, the bigger difference is like WWE. We were, there's numbers. We all heard of the rise of Jeff Hardy. Well, he's outselling everybody on his merch. Rob Van Dam was another guy where they were like, well, he's doing this, all these signs. And yes, there were perceptions and they went with them as far as they can. And whether it was from past experiences, prior, you know, prior stuff, they should give you the ball until you fumble it or until you just answer the ball and just, you know, run with it. Uh, momentum is hot. So that's the best way you could really like, how come they didn't hire this guy years ago? Maybe something happened then. I don't know, but you're, you're, you're on the right path. And, and for wrestling fans, reactions are a lot different than uh, those f- tangible facts. We all want to hear these great announcements. I remember Bully, you telling me, and we all worked with them, like, you'd be like, man, Too Cool got these insane reactions when they'd come out. Or even Scotty Tuhati always got these amazing reactions. Excellent worker. How come they didn't push him to the moon? He could talk, he could work, and he always got reactions as a babyface. Don't know. Maybe because they deemed him at that time too small. But it's just what you said, the pencil, what that pencil sees. Tommy Bully, um, can we talk about work for a minute? Because history shows me, and you can go back and look at your top baby faces for the last 30 years, that when they got in the ring and the heat was deep and really applied to them, there was a there was a point where they had a consistent comeback that led to how they uh, won. Shawn Michaels, for instance, the heat, the hope spot, the double down, and then you feel the rumblings, the kip up, go to work. That is one of the things that I miss in L.A. Night. I want to see him establish, and he's going to have to do it with some local talent. He's going to have to do it with some mid-card talent. And then he's going to have to have a couple of classics with, like, elite guys where he really sets in. And the, the announced team are like, oh, man, I can hear Michael Cole now. When this happens... It's usually not bad for the other team, whatever he says. Do, do you see him 
being able to sustain what our historical baby faces have done. See, there's an interesting word that you just use, sustain, because one of the things I don't think L.A. Knight was able to do the other night on Raw is sustain the reaction. There were peaks and valleys in his promo. They came up for the taglines, but they did not maintain that electricity. Now, most people would say, well, they were just listening to him, and that's fine, but there wasn't that that certain something where you're hanging on every word they're saying right now the wwe universe is hanging on every word cody rhodes is saying that's what la knight needs to do otherwise he just becomes a bunch of taglines and that will eventually run its course yeah there you go i got you 100 so I went back and I listened just a couple of days ago to an Austin promo. Now, is it fair to LA Knight to compare him to Steve Austin? Well, Steve is my barometer for everything. If you think you're over, compare your uh, pop, your this, your that to Steve. That'll tell you everything you need to know. Um, I listened to an Austin in-ring and listened to when... He was on the the a valley of his promo. I mean, the promo was coming down, but he still maintained the people. Go ahead, Mark. But bully, I man, you are you hit something right. You hit the nail right on the head. A Steve Austin promo had two things. It had information that you needed, and then it had his questions. I'm going to ask you a question. Do you want to see Stone Cold go out here and stomp a mud hole in this guy's ass? Yeah. He controlled them. He, that's the, the, the what came because Steve allowed the crowd to be a part of his promo. And what, how that shit came up, I, I can't remember exactly. But he always asked a question. And the crowd would respond. What L.A. Knight does is he goes out and he says what's on his mind with his promo, and he don't connect the dots. So listening to this master's class, if he can bridge that, it's a bridge. It's like when you, you hear singers, and they, they sing a chorus, and then they, James Brown, please, please, please. And then he go, well, let me tell you something. And then he says something, and then the crowd says it back. And then you go back to the chorus. L.A. Knight does not have a bridge. And it's interesting that you talked about that because the, 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 the tweet that Busted Open put out last week about one of my comments on the show was, L.A. Knight needs to continue to hone his craft which means he needs to build his bridges from one thought to another. There He's going to go. have to build his bridges when he works from his transition from one move to another in the psychology. 
LA Knight, I don't believe, has ever been exposed to this level of in-ring work, in-ring work wrestling, in-ring work promo-wise, and I think they threw him in the deep end with The Miz. I always talk about Kurt Angle having that next gear that most of us don't have. The three of us don't have the sixth gear that Kurt Angle has. Not if you're the world's strongest man, not if you're one of the best tag team guys, not if you're the hardest solo wrestling. None of us have that when we're 20 minutes into a match, Kurt hits the next gear and we're like, oh, fuck, Kurt, please slow down. Miz verbally hit that next gear on LA Knight, and I was not convinced that LA Knight was able to hit that next gear with him. Wow. I liked what LA Knight did last the uh, uh, last week. I loved what the Miz did. Wow! Uh, just to to say something. First of all, Mark, I love seeing you smile like that. Man, shows how much you love this stuff. I love. Um, this shit. I know, I do. You're smiling, uh, man. I love seeing you happy like that because you get it. Bully makes great points. As much as it bothers me at times, that he's he's a thousand percent correct. Um, if you remember. We had uh, we interviewed Austin Theory and he was getting ready for John Cena. And he's like, man, I went to everybody and said, John Cena is going to bring it. If you're not on your top game, he's going to you have to listen to him. Um, and John Cena brought it and it was it was next level for for Austin Theory. So that goes to, to Bully's point. And then if you think about one of the greatest, you know, because when you talk about Steve Austin, not only did he not know what he was going to do in the ring, he didn't know what he was going to do when he was out there. The Rock was a little bit of both. He had a great writer and he was great at improv. But then when did Rock kind of get schooled when John Cena called him out for having notes written on his on his hand? And then it was like, whoa, wait a minute. John Cena just took out The Rock verbally? So these are things that you have to learn And like Mark said before, through the history of the business and Bully pointed out, and this isn't just for LA Knight. This is for the wrestling fans to understand the business of what we do, but also for for independent wrestlers out there or for wrestlers who are under contract that want to take their career to the next level. Um, And this isn't just my master's class, because I if you could just see the beauty of Mark Henry's smile when Bully was talking. Um, or, or when I'm listening to veterans talk when I, I'm at a convention, or if you could have saw how Bully and I were talking when Magnum TA was talking, we were like, we became 19-year-old young boys. Just, yes, sir, can we carry your bags? Like, this is how the business is, and this is forever be the business, and there's going to be people who have good runs, cup of coffees, and then there's going to be people. When Bully Ray says Steve Austin is the barometer for pro wrestling, done, enough said. So, I mean, I, I did. I really enjoyed this master's class. But based on what Miz said in the yep. promo, you're gonna you're gonna be the flavor of the week, the flavor of the month, or the flavor of the next five months. Do you agree that that is a very strong possibility with LA Knight? It's a yes. strong possibility. And you're also and, coming unless, from somebody who's 20 years in in the WWE. Yeah, unless he listens to this master. Yeah. If he listens to this masterclass as a tool to teach you how to be better, then we can see him last because he's got to create a bridge in his promo. He's got to sustain a traditional comeback 
that leads to his victories. Everybody knew when Hogan pointed what was next. And then they knew after the fucking boot and after the leg drop, it was one, two, three. We have to create, he has to create uh, uh, a traditional historic comeback and a finish. The same thing every night that people are not going to get bored with it. They're going to love it. But the bridge in his promos is the most important thing. He don't have to do like Austin and ask the question. He don't have to do like The Rock. Well, The Rock says that you do this, and then you're going to lead to that, and then The Rock is going to do this, and I'm going to walk all over there. You don't have to do his promo. But his promo was scripted to do the same thing every time he grabbed the microphone. And that's what L.A. He's got to do it. It's a formula. If I'm L.A. Knight, I'm living up Paul Heyman's ass for the next six months. Yeah. Well, Dave. Paul is the type of mind that can hone his craft and help him bridge the gaps. Well, guys, as usual, I learned a lot from today's episode of Busted Opens the Masters Class. For Mark Henry, for Bully Ray, for Tommy Dreamer, thanks for listening to the Masters Class. If you like what you hear, subscribe. It's free. Subscribe to the Busted Open Podcast. Also, we are live. Five stars. Uh, that's right, five stars. Give us a five-star rating. We are live on SiriusXM Fight Nation Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time. And also, if you love it and you love us, go to podswag.com slash Open for all our new merchandise. For myself, for Mark Henry, for Tommy Dreamer, for Bully Ray, we'll talk to you next week right here on Busted Opens, the Masters Class. Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream is a total chocolate game changer. We start with unbelievably creamy dark chocolate ice cream. Then we add different chocolate treats like chocolate cookies, chocolate cake, or chocolate brownies to make four decadent chocolate flavors. Because sometimes the thing that pairs best with chocolate (laughs) is more chocolate. Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream. Extraordinary Dairy. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors No Prep No Mess Meals. 
Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, Please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.